What's up, everybody? This is the quad with Chris Young. As always, we got Ryan from Miami. Three championship boat parades in 11 months. I can get used to this. Oh, good God. Producer Josh. I will love the day. Love the day when Tampa stops winning things and goes back to normal. It'll be great. <laughs> and Haley the Bear. It's okay. He'll find another team to bandwagon on. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he has no words. He's just sitting there stunned. You don't even know what to do right now. I, I didn't expect the knife I, to be turned into my back this early in the podcast. Oh, okay. man. Um, Let's go. I feel like, uh, man, this is painful. Oh. But it's true. It's like you got hit by a Hawkeye's arrow or something. A <laughs> uh, lot to get to today. Um, are we allowed? When are we posting this, Josh? They're not going to hear it until we post it, so it's not ruining it. I think I'm going to put it up tomorrow. We are okay. recording this Sunday evening yeah, pretty so late. We, so we don't have an answer to the Suns game yet. It's going on currently. It, I'm calling it the Suns game. Yeah, the Suns yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you want to just jump right in there? Let's go to sports first. Nope, that wasn't it. Oh, I was trying to do two things at once. Label the buttons. Trying to do two just things at once. do it. Just go. <laughs> you got to keep that in, too. Yeah, I will. <laughs> He's never um, allowed to edit out when he mixes up the buttons. No, By the I, way, never, I never do. I, I, he doesn't. I he take, doesn't, I take to be fair. I take the L. Um, Suns and Six was my prediction. Just talking with you guys. And uh, wow, 2-0 and already. Um, looking, looking like... I, I still think they make it competitive. I don't... I don't <laughs> just Ryan just ran away. He's gone. Ryan just ran away into his house. He is no longer in front of his microphone. Ryan! It, it, it would appear as the Suns will not win the game tonight as they are currently losing oh 101 to 82. Okay. Why are you going to do this to me? Yeah, no, no, to no. us? Don't, don't do this don't yet. Don't do it now. It, it, you're, they're coming back. Game three. He's grabbing There's a currently a Smirnoff ice in my hand. It is the original flavor. If you remember, my prediction was... Bucks in five. They would lose game one and then win the rest. Okay, I just said Bucks. I didn't say in five. Suns and six. I feel very confident. I feel great about it. I, I actually like them. It, and again, this will be very old by tomorrow morning. But if they lose tonight, I I like it. I like them losing one. Because this just makes everybody go, okay, the guys that were giving us 10 minutes, we've got two of them that are now out, that are bigs. Mm -hmm. We can't let our guard down. We have to keep that defense on. We have to play small ball like they did in the third quarter that I was just watching, where they erased a big deficit. They're like, we have to play hard, hungry, win this series. And honestly, if they do, I'll hate it for Giannis. It's, I'll hate it so much. It's not going to be great. What's the score currently? It is, again, we're doing this in real time. So this is going to be old by the time you guys hear it. It's it, they're they're one about twenty. It's fine. It, it's probably Buck, going to be Milwaukee tonight. Bucks are going <laughs> to. Ryan's already drinking. He's, he's going to head start. <laughs> Ryan, the bet oh, is the terrible. night of. It's, what are you doing? Oh. Your stomach is going to hurt so bad right now. Oh, that tastes terrible. This is what happens. Oh, when I am. Uh, <laughs> wait, I can't, I can't even segue there. Hang on. Did you ever notice that on a Smirnoff ice bottle, they have a negative and then it says ice? Why would they have that? 
It's it's negative for you to be iced. It's a it's a bad thing. Um, oh. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I sent you guys this stat, and I really do think this is why they win the series. I I've seen a lot of stats over the years in sports that get used to basically prop up an argument before they actually say what it is. My whole thing was the Suns are going to win. They're better defensively. They've got a better coach, in my opinion, and that's taken nothing away from the other coach on the other side. There's the last two teams left, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think with Chris Paul on the floor, you have the veteran, you have the young rookie, you have those two guys that are doing their work. And this is why I use this statistic. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are top four in the NBA percentage of the mid-range jumper. The elbow jumper is back. It's so hard to stop. Like, if you can hit that shot, how do you defend it? You can't crush them to the outside because they drive past you, they hit the jump. If you've got protection inside towards the rim, you're uh, too far away. Milwaukee, you're too far away. You can't stop it. We're in an, we're in an era of, uh, of a lot of space and a lot of three-point shooting, which leaves a lot, a lot of room in the mid-range to get shots up. Now, historically... Most people, not that great. Takes a lot of touch to be a good mid-range jump shooter. Michael Jordan had it. Kobe Bryant had it. Chris Paul, very elite. Devin, Bur- Devin Booker, very elite. Elite. Um, but they have all the space, and that is a big part of this. When, if everyone's around the three-point line, you have all sorts of space to get shots. Hawks went on a 16 nothing run in this game to basically take control of it and it seems well, like it's pretty clear they're gonna they're gonna win this game again while by the time the podcast comes out again this is the, the worst score. thing in the world this won't be evergreen i, I we believe should, right we before just, that they erased the deficit the suns did by going small ball we should just live live tweet the game like as we're doing the podcast <laughs> i feel like people would love that no Ryan, you love twitter go for it they're gonna love it they're gonna love I it i do love twitter anyway i do love twitter i still I, think suns and six i still think suns and six yeah i i feel very confident with my guess, the storyline has to be. And so, that's all it is, by the way. These are guesses. It, we're not sports analysts. That, no, no. Even if you are a sports analyst, it's a guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I'm can kind of say all analyst. you want. It, it, like, look at Colin Cowherd. How often is Colin Cowherd wrong? Plenty. A lot. You only trumpet when you're right. If you're early on it and it works, then you're you're yeah. genius. Then you look like a genius. Yeah. It's not that you are. Yeah, you just got lucky. My my son's bet from April is luck. It was good value and it was luck. They build those very large buildings in Las Vegas for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> I learned that the hard way last weekend. Oh, um, do, do we want to backtrack just a little bit uh, since we jumped in right there? Obviously, this is happening late Sunday because I had a show in North Dakota, which I'll get to later, which was awesome. Um, but everyone's kind of doing me a favor by doing this tonight and also sort of doing Ryan a favor because he gets to celebrate the fact that his very own adopted team. (laughs) Man, I don't think we had to go with adopted team, but his very own Tampa Bay Lightning have a parade tomorrow. Do you want to talk about this? Yes, they do, baby. And you can watch it at uh, 10 Tampa Bay's YouTube page if you'd like to uh, <laughs> see the uh, live coverage of the second 
Tampa Bay Lightning Championship Boat Parade in 285 days. Because he's shameless. Coverage led by yours truly starting 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, 10 a.m. Central Time, wherever you are. Um, Yeah, how about those Tampa Bay Lightning? You know, in all seriousness, it is extremely hard to go back-to-back in any sport. And quite impressive what the Lightning were able to do by skirting the salary cap and keeping the key to Kucherov on the injured yeah, list. Yeah, it was amazing having him on the injured list the entire season, yeah. and then he came to play in the playoffs. Sounds like cheating. Yeah. Man, yeah. it's uh, it's very much like something that your uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Tom Brady may have gone through where he was accused of cheating, uh, although this one fell within the rules. Cheaters always <laughs> prosper. Just keep that in mind. I've said that on the podcast We're before. Cheaters hey, always prosper. Everyone in Tampa, chill. We're joking. We're messing with Ryan because that's not really Ryan's home team. It's not. It's not. No. But I have covered the Lightning for the better part of the last six years, and it's been cool to watch this run over the last seven. I will say this, though. Did you all see Nikita Kucherov's post-game press conference where he was shirtless, shirtless and chugging Bud Light? And he got sponsored by who? Bud Light. Yeah, he went full J.R. Smith. Oh, wait, you guys (laughs) think that happened by accident? I don't. It's so beautiful. And I'm telling you right now, I I may be wrong. Just like people guessing on outcomes of games, I, I may be entirely wrong. But normally when it comes to someone walking up to the podium and they happen to have a forward facing ad-based brand like a glaring into the camera it's intentional <laughs> that's called product placement <laughs> and they did that beforehand yes they did we think allegedly probably either way there will be uh custom-made t-shirts at the parade tomorrow with cooch's <laughs> face on them chugging bud light Is it also, let's go ahead and talk about how long it takes to create merch and just go ahead and say that they probably had a plan in place um, for a rush order of merch to be made before the parade. Brilliant. Brilliant <laughs> marketing move, by the way. By oh, I'm, I am denying none of that. It, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's one of the things where when you see things come together in sports and music and marketing, period, and any kind of marketing, really, um, especially when it's brand uh, tie-in, that conversation got started long before or it was executed as fast as possible and, and just happened efficient. to work. Yeah. So um, whether that was before then or not, shout out to them for doing that. And dude, you get to be a part of uh, another uh, championship parade. Like I do. I do have to ask you guys though, if you remember Tom Brady had a little tequila induced toss of the Lombardi trophy uh, during the Bucks boat parade. So will we see someone try and toss the Stanley no. Cup? Isn't this no. like twice as big? It no. weighs 34 and a half pounds. No, no <laughs> one's throwing the Stanley Cup from boat to boat. I hope I'm, to God I think they, they are. Don't. I think they are. I think they will. Oh my God. Do we? Do you know I, that t- Tampa police have divers on standby in I, case the, the, the I cup know, goes through? But here's dip. my thing. Throwing Lombardi, there's, there's a different Lombardi for every championship. Right. This there's, is the one this cup. This is the one cup. There's, there's two cups. There's one cup. Uh, there's two cups. You know However, what I'm saying, though. Like, this there, is the, the cup. The keeper of the cup, whose name is Philip, I don't think would be very pleased if that thing just decides to take a nice little I really hope they don't. Whatever. I think It's different. It's different to me. And, and by the way, I'm the one 
that brought this up when we were having the whole conversation about um, the the daughter of the original uh, maker of the Lombardi being all freaked out because they threw it from boat to boat because of the divers and everything else. But it's not the only one. They make one every year. Yeah. This is one. There's one of them, and I get it too, Rye. You know what I'm talking about. There's two. Do you want to explain that, by the way? Because there may be some people listening that don't know why there's two cups. Yeah, so there's one cup that is kept, like, in a very safe, locked place where no one can find it. And then there is one that is presented to the team that then gets passed around, drank out of, partied with. Whatever happens with people eat cereal out of it. There's a lot of stuff that happens. With they the cup they that do presented. that. All right. So explaining that they do that, but there's also still reverence for the fact that it's yours. And if anything happens to it, it's never been dented. People have dropped it before though. Yeah. People have dropped it, but not like not bad. The, the shattering of uh, uh, yeah. A thousand hopes. Yeah. <laughs> If it has, it's been fixed and we never knew about it. Sure. So <laughs> props to them. Um, my, my whole thing being, dude, excited that you get to be there. I also want to make fun of uh, ESPN just a little bit because <laughs> I was watching ESPN the other day and they go, are the Lightning a budding dynasty? And my argument would be, what's well, a dynasty, which would be probably at least three wins. I think three. is kind of the cutoff. So, of course, they're a budding Dynasty. It's like the <laughs> dumbest question. They obviously needed to fill time. I can't talk crap because we fill time on here regularly with things that we care about. Sure. But it was just really funny. It, so according to our friends at Google, oh, uh, the definition of budding is having or developing buds. Oh, that's of a plant. Why are uh, we is, doing this? Oh my God. It is beginning and showing signs of promise in a particular career or field. And I would say the Lightning, who have won back-to-back cups, are a budding dynasty yeah, by but the definition. Then why don't you just say the Lightning are a budding dynasty and then talk about them? It's not a question. <laughs> You're asking something everyone has to say yes to. Mm-hmm. They are just the second team since the salary cap era was enacted. When was the- that enacted? 95-96 season. Okay. Uh, How many expansion team teams have happened since then? How many what? How many expansion teams have happened since then? Oh, how many? A couple. Oh, yeah. That's a few. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wait. Yeah. What can expansion teams do in the NHL, right? Oh, they can draft players from those other teams. Oh, that's mm. why. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Seattle Kraken starting this year, by, by the way. Release the Kraken. By the way, did you know, fun fact, that 14 12-ounce cans of beer can fit in the Stanley Cup? Hmm. How many uh, Smirnoff Ices can fit in there? Yikes. Yikes. The entire night's worth that Ryan is going to have to drink. I'll keep finishing Speaking of, let's segue to another member of our our podcast group and their team, the Cubs. Haley. Major League Baseball. Uh, They lost 11 straight. They won one. And then they probably lost again. Yeah, we're getting close to the very bottom of our division. (laughs) Uh, What happened there? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, like... That's great analysis. Thank you, Bear. I appreciate that analysis. That was excellent. (laughs) You know, they're just not scoring as many runs as everyone else is. You know, if you get the... (laughs) Hang on. I mean... It's the John Madden thing. If they get the... They got the open guy in the end zone, the football, and that's six points. It's like, thanks, John. Thanks, John. I don't know what dramatically changed from how they got all the way back up to the top, but no more spider tack. That's what changed. Yikes. Um, 
I mean, you're you are seeing a difference in pitching. You're seeing it all across the league. You're right seeing now. it across Major League Baseball. You see Garrett Cole specifically. He went from literally the greatest pitcher in baseball to terrible. Oh, by the way, can we talk about if if we're gonna bring up uh, the Yankees? Do you want to talk about that dude Cortez that is pitching for them? Do you know who I'm talking about? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No. Nestor, so, Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez Jr. has like one of the <laughs> the craziest thing. They just put him in wherever. He's just kind of the guy that comes in. He plays like oh three or four innings at the beginning of the game, or they're like, oh, we need you in relief. And the other day, it's been wild. Um, the last one, two, three, four games that he started, um, he's been like 1.05. He's like this incredible pitcher that they just feel like, hey, whenever we need you. It's like not giving him actual starts yeah. and or or closing. It's just like, hey, it's what, why, do you want to pitch so the good. third? And he's like, okay. He's so good. He was in uh, one of the games where they were playing uh, the Astros and just Cheaters. shut him down. Yep. Just shut him down. Um, which, by the way, did what you see? Cheaters the, deserve. <laughs> okay. Did you see the celebration uh, the other day from Judge? Yes. Judge hit by a home way, run Nestor, against him. Nestor Cortez has a bushy mustache, just so you know. He does have a mustache. <laughs> I don't know why that's like important. Full, full Tom Selleck? It's it's aggressive. It's nice. <laughs> it's I, aggressive. I believe that is truly the reason for his pitching success, his bushy mustache. <laughs> so Prove um, that it's not. That's what I want to... Judge, as he's... Running home, did the whole cover up the shirt, like don't rip my shirt off because I have something hidden under here mm-hmm. thing that happened. Oh, that I teasing Altuve. Yeah, huh? he was messing with Altuve. Um, so it's been really interesting. Like Major League Baseball has done like this upending of everything. I will say this though, everyone's like the Dodgers are great. Um, the Dodgers scored twenty plus on the Diamondbacks the other night. Is that the Dodgers being great or are the Diamondbacks just? Not I do uh, 20 uh, by 20s in 20. That's a lot. The, the last time that I asked about this, I don't even know what the actual end of the game was. Um, I was on the bus, Jeff Johnson, my videographer, who's done a couple of my videos, who films a lot of the stuff that people see on my Instagram and everything else goes, man, it's 22 to one right now. Like that is not a baseball score. No, I don't know what score that is, but it's just, the high scoring oh games my that God. everyone wants. It's <laughs> that's three it's, touchdowns, a missed extra point, and a field goal. It's me playing Ryan in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Woof! <laughs> Throw that up after we get stacking that L's, baby. Do me a favor. Just uh, the one that you sent us. It is just offensive. It is right in his face twice. Mm. It's beautiful. If you listen closely, you hear him go. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, last but not least in sports, McGregor oh. says he's going to make Dustin Poirier leave on a stretcher and instead snaps his leg in half. And he leaves on the stretcher. And leaves in a stretcher. <laughs> he got half of it, right? Someone left on a stretcher. <laughs> well, you saw him calling out. call Like he was yelling, call it a stoppage. Uh, uh, what? He was calling for the doctor. Doctor stoppage, yeah. He was mm-hmm. pointing at his leg and saying he broke his ankle. And I actually did not see the photo. We were not going to repost this photo because it is just cringe-inducing. I, I don't like to see anyone injured like that. And honestly, it's pretty disappointing. I wanted to see Dustin Poirier knock him out or choke him out. 
defeat him in the ring. And I don't know if it's just, and, and I mean this, I'm asking this question out loud almost. Is it, is it just that they're so good now and they're so trained that they train all the time that they're wearing their bodies down to the point where the leg kicks just cannot be withstood anymore? I, I don't know, but it, it, there have been so many snapped and broken legs in this sport in these major fights that really mean a lot. I was going to ask that because you're someone that follows this like intently. Like this isn't a new, is this a new thing? Like these guys just snapping their legs. It it seems, and I would have to go back and look, but especially in title fights. Yes. Uh, You know, you have to go look at the past several years and then all the way back to when Anderson Silva broke his leg against a check kick. Um, and again, I, I still haven't ever seen anyone say whether the McGregor, Dustin, Dustin was saying, I checked a kick earlier and I felt something, but then he kept fighting and was throwing up kicks. And it's like, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. You don't break your leg and it's fine. And then all of a sudden it breaks later. Right. Like, I, it's, that's not how it works. So, um, it, and again, I'm speaking a little bit weird to anyone listening to this that doesn't follow UFC in the history of it, but I, I've been following this for a very, very long time, the sport specifically. I have not seen the number of specifically title fights end in a broken limb like this. It's always a stoppage or like they go the full full rounds. It's not people breaking their legs. And, and, and actually what's interesting is if you look at Muay Thai as, as a fighting sport, they don't throw those low calf kicks, which is what happened in the last fight against McGregor. And more and more people now don't throw those those kicks up high above the knee. They don't throw it to the knee to hit the nerve on the knee. They're throwing it right below the knee for the leg to wrap around and hit the nerve on the outside of the calf. It makes the bottom of your leg basically stop working. Yeah, it just goes numb. And, and they can't plant and they can't throw with force. So that's why it's intriguing because of the way that Muay Thai fighters fight. They're constantly kicking so they don't necessarily have that karate stance that McGregor and a lot of those guys throw from where it's that lead leg forward and they're planning so much weight on it to throw a punch because they're kicking more often than punching. Um, it, it's a question very, on McGregor. Go ahead. Nine and one in his first 10 fights, seven knockouts and a UFC record, nine bonuses. He was the first fighter to hold two belts in the same weight classes at the same time. Different weight classes. Two weight classes, correct? Yes, yes, yes. I can't. I, I should read correctly. I, and, and by the way, in, in the man. no, no. Uh, by the way, because I've watched this sport for so long in the UFC, reading is really important, and you should do it well if you're going to read something. So, with that being said, <laughs> McGregor has not won in five years. It's been five years no, since McGregor has no, won a primetime fight. No, you're wrong. That's incorrect. Since that record-setting start, McGregor is 1-2, his only victory against the past-his-prime Donald Cowboy Cerrone in nearly five years. Well, what's funny is Cerrone won, like, multiple fights leading up to that fight. Cerrone. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone is a really good fighter and a Muay Thai kickboxer originally, if you look at him stylistically, what he does. Um, Again, I'm... Taking too long on this. Do we do we think though? Because we're seeing this in in other sports as well. It's it's because of the specialized training for this specific sport, right? 
creates stress fractures in very specific ways. We see this with basketball players now who have grown up since they were four playing basketball and now they're having ACL surgeries at age 15 and 16. You're seeing young kids that played baseball and only baseball. They didn't play any other sports having like labrum tears when they're 16, 17. Like, is this just the, the overuse of the joint and just the repeated action of a very specific thing over and over and over I, again? Cause I we, don't know. we grew up. I don't know. And, and let me say this at the beginning of the UFC, these guys were coming in. It was like you had a wrestler or you had a striker or you had this or you had that. Now these guys are training all of those regimens and it's so calculated and it's so reinforced and it's so much work and that's all they do all the time. I can't say that you're wrong, but I, I can say this. If that becomes the truth, it's going to be bad for the sport because no one wants to see the fight in that way. That was where I was trying to round all the way back mm -hmm. to. No one wanted to see McGregor break his leg. No. no one wanted to see, well, I mean, Dustin I mean, Poirier want to see it. Yeah. Well, uh, or, by the way, and or, by the way, and no one wants to see it in this way, in this other direction. And this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll shut up. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm going on about this because I'm passionate. I love McGregor trash talking, right? I can 100% without question say I don't appreciate him talking about Dustin's wife at all. I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with what you're doing. You want to say, I'm going to send that guy out on a stretcher. Fine, that's two combatants that are in a physical sport that are going in there to punch each other and kick each other. And does he mean it? Probably not. He's selling the fight. Yeah, it's theater. Don't You bring other people's family into it. I, I, I don't like that. And it made me actually dislike him for the first time. It made me really go, and he talks a lot of trash. I don't mind the trash talk. I, that I minded a lot. I didn't hear about that. Uh, it, it's he, not great. There were comments about like her trying to slide into his DMs, and it was just it was bad. So we won't we won't even go into it. But I don't know. I know that that whole night leading up to it was crazy. The fights were insane. There was a weird stoppage with Sean O'Malley earlier in the night. Uh, if you love UFC, it was a great card right up until the end. And I just I wish we had gotten a definitive. This guy won, not this guy hurt himself. In the Are ring. we to the point now where McGregor is becoming irrelevant in UFC? I mean, he is a name. He draws, he talks, he hypes up a fight. He does it better than maybe anybody other than Floyd Mayweather in that sport of, so, of mixed right. martial arts. So boxing. what you just said disproves your point. No. Dana White already said Dustin's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to go try to get the title when McGregor's ready. McGregor can fight him again. All right. They, he, because he's the biggest star, quote unquote, star power. People know in his name. People that don't follow UFC know in his name. The amount of money he's made. The fact that he was number one on the Forbes list of athletes above mm -hmm. LeBron James and R Ronaldo and like everybody else. Like this guy is the biggest thing that's ever come out of that sport for face value. Right, And he's the first one to really turn it into a commercialized product, much like pro wrestling was in the late 90s, early 2000s. You had these characters that you were like, okay, whether I Holy like it, moly. I'm, I'm buying in, you know? Okay. A hundred and eighty million for, for Conor McGregor? Wow. What? I did not realize. hundred and eighty million. He does top the Forbes list higher than Lionel Messi yeah, yeah, and Cristiano way, Ronaldo. A hundred and eighty million wow. in one year. In good. a year. It's pretty good. Hey, Dak's fourth on the list. Let's go, yeah, I baby. Know. Dak Prescott. Hey, if I'm going to shout out anybody to segue out of this, because I feel like it got like a little bit 
more aggressive than I meant to be and a lot lengthier than I intended. Um, I love that Dak's on that list. I love seeing that. Dak Prescott, baby. How about them Cowboys? Now go get a championship. He's going to. I just need them to win their division. That's it. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, let's move on. Let's go to movies. Movies. So the movie this week, Black Widow. <laughs> MCU is back. Oh, my God. They're back, baby. Uh, 2021 action adventure, two hours and 14 minutes, PG-13. Did not seem like it was more than two hours long to me when I was watching it. Nope. I got sucked in. Um, 90% of Google users like this movie. 80% of Rotten Tomato users like this movie. Wow. Which is not right on top of each other, but I do like that it's that close. It deserves to be that close. It does. Um, so let me read the breakdown, and then I'm just going to go around to you guys first before I even talk because I'm so excited. Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger. Ooh, ledger. I like that. When a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises, pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. Release date, July 9, 2021. Budget, over $200 million. So I'd say it was a big budget. But uh, who wants to start? Bear, do you want this first? Well, I could see why it was a big budget because the, the animation and the action that went into that movie was insane. Well, even I'm one of those weird people because, you know, you have to watch for that after credit scene. I was going through and it was just an endless amount of the animations of people that worked on it. But anyways, I absolutely loved this movie. I was very much into it and um hello halloween costumes for this year i need a fellow <laughs> partner uh i'm gonna i will be i will be elena <laughs> i will be her and her, no way answered. anyways uh i really like the fighting scenes a lot just because they did a really 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 good job on the choreography in that so i just the whole thing was really good i enjoyed the hell out of it and the way that they that if you if you go to see the movie stay for the after credit scene because like any other marvel movie it leads right into the next one or technically uh, yeah, into the next show. I don't I don't think it leads into the next movie. Show, it's a show. My bad. Yeah. It's the next show, but Josh. I am so angry that this movie didn't come out last year. I am so angry because had this it is set in a time that is post Captain America Civil War. No. Yeah. It's like it's pre it's, it's well, pre civil war it's pre yeah yeah it's pre civil war post age of ultron it's right yes. it's right in between those two and i would have loved How did you not know that I'd like set, come I, on my you're brain, excited my you're brain excited. i'm excited about it i'm sorry um had they dropped this as the movie in between these two things i i wouldn't even be able to like contain myself so I'm very upset that that was not what happened because then that would have been, what, three years ago, whatever. Um, the fight sequences were incredible. It was funny. I've missed this sort of like that poking fun at itself kind of humor in Marvel movies. I've missed that quite a bit. Um, I loved David Harbour as as a uh, red guardian. Absolutely. I, you just had to look down and you're like, Oh, what is it? And then you remembered before you even saw the name in your phone. Yep. Um, also shout out to him. He played Elliot Hirsch in the show, the newsroom, which is my favorite show of all time. Oh so God. that was just, that was nice for me. 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just great. I just, I loved everything about this. What's your, what's your look at What? Me? No, I'm looking at you. How did I not know that the newsroom is your favorite show of all time? He favorite, talks about it all favorite the time. Favorite TV I knew show. That. I yep. knew that. I didn't know it was your favorite TV show of all time. No question. I knew you loved it. No question. Okay. Number one. Wow. All right. Uh, we ought to do a round of that one day instead of movies, do TV shows. Oh. Oh, yeah. Just Let's favorite go, Favorite TV baby. show. And then you have to explain why. All right. Rye. Will McAvoy. Excellent. And uh, the newsroom, by the way. Um I loved the reunion family dinner scene. Like that whole setup right there was, it was everything in this movie that kind of. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Was I supposed to do that? It just came out, Ryan. Come on. Not for 48 hours. (laughs) Go ahead. Family dinner, huh? Great time. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. We're I do. I do enjoy. Day. Okay. I, I, I'll, I will dance around it without revealing it. I like how that scene all sets up kind of the next phase of the movie with the master plan. And then I just love the scene in the bedroom where they're singing the song from the car and then boom, the rest of the action then takes place. Did I walk around it enough? I think I did. That was good. That's enough. Yeah. That was good. You did good. You did I tried good. to tap dance. We're, By we're the way, to be the delicate the one-liners in this movie are excellent. Like when he get, gets out of the bathroom dressed in the suit and he goes, it's wait, still wait, 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 wait. That one's okay. No. Go ahead. <laughs> it's in the trailer. It's fine. Go ahead. Oh, it still fits. <laughs> it's amazing. There was, there's lots of cheesy humor that I, brought back from like the old movies. I have to say. I, I was excited to see an MCU movie, I was not concerned about Scarlett Johansson being great in a movie. All right? She's always great. I No, she's fantastic. If you look at the history of what she's been in, like even before that, like Lucy, 2014, action movie, amazing. Like when people were talking about, hey, can she do this? Can she do that? I'm like, yes, of course she can. She's a fantastic actress. She's also great at playing the lead role in an action film. And I think she's showed emotion. There's an underlying theme of family with this movie that I think is fantastic. I love that they kind of lean into that. I love the humor, as you were saying, the Red Guardian, mm-hmm. um, which I, my nerd brain tripped out. There, There is someone that she names... Uh, <laughs> in this movie um and i don't think it's scarlet i think it's uh you're talking about when she's sitting it, it, on the when, floor when yelena is sitting on the floor and, yep and so we're not giving anything away but <laughs> <laughs> she uh <laughs> she calls out a different um russian agent who has another name and it's just it, it made me laugh because i'm a nerd mm-hmm. um this isn't giving anything away uh at one point he gets called by her the Crimson Dynamo instead of <laughs> the Red Guardian. And it just made me laugh because my nerd side kicked in. I'm like, Absolutely. oh, what a great little callback. And there's a lot of callbacks um, in this film. Obviously, it's set in the past, um, and it's in between film eras for Marvel. But I love that they did that, and I love that they expanded on this realm. And I, I, I will say, and this will be a quick less than a minute, uh, time for some spoilers, but hit the button. Time for some spoilers. 
This will only take one minute. Skip ahead, like minute, minute and thirty seconds, and you'll be good. Quick yes or no? Does her sister become the new Black Widow moving forward? Yes, yes. And she was incredible. She's great. No, she was great. That's why. Like, but there's this whole thing where I think she's going to be quick. Part- yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Florence Ish. Pugh. She's great. Ish. She's great. She. I, I. She's great. I feel like she stole some of the scenes from Scarlet too. Like they're back and forth. I was like, dude, the all right. So the fighting scene between the two of them. Uh-uh, Excellent. The, the hair flip. Yeah, the hair flip was oh, the, the callback and the, yeah. the joke and then the callback to it was just perfect. And then when she did it, yeah. she was just like, she, no, that's she the dis- callback. Yeah, that's the, what the, I'm talking the about. Disgust. Yeah. She was, was just, just like, no. It's so great. And um, last but certainly not least, obviously we all like this movie. So if you guys get a chance to watch this, or you're on the fence about it and you're like, oh man, I like these sort of movies, but I don't know. Or even if you don't, I feel like this one reminds me more of Jason Bourne films than it does... A, a typical Marvel film because there's not that and, and there's allusions to this throughout the film but there there's not a god or like there's people that are that have powers but they don't have like that scene altering strength to just overcome anything they kind of have to overcome it on their own and I feel like that weaves into the tapestry of the whole family thing can and, we uh, start a dialogue about David Harbour and how I was, I was, you know, funny. I was getting ready to go to David Harbor and I have to say, I've seen him play like the really serious guy before, but in this movie, he is the comic relief most of the time. And it is fantastic. But he also finds a way to make you believe that he's real. He's not just the joke button. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor. He, he is a really good actor. I loved him in this movie. So much. Well, it took me. It took me a hot second to realize that that was him in that whole scene until I finally came into the realization about it. That I, I had to bounce all over without giving anything away. But I, it took me a second. I'm like, oh gosh, he's really good. <laughs> like, he's great. By the way, David Harbor also in the newsroom. Just saying. Didn't you say that? That's already? what I said. Yeah. <laughs> That was he, the whole he conversation. Played, he played Elliot Hirsch. That's why I brought uh, that up. We were recording this at 9 o'clock <laughs> Central, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan's a little tired. He's got to get up tomorrow. He's, <laughs> he's drinking a Bud Light seltzer. If, uh, would you watch a Red Guardian origin movie? No. You would not? You wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And let, let me explain why. Because as much as he's not a one-note character, he tries to give it some depth where he's like, I might be a simple man. That one point in the movie, mm-hmm. that's not giving anything away to anybody. Um, but I, I don't think there's enough character development there to exist on its own. Maybe like... Uh, and I don't think it'd be the same kind of person that you see in this movie. No, no it wouldn't. I mean, he's he's obviously the the comic relief, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's uh, better in the supporting role. Yeah, yeah, he, he's uh, to steal from the ringer. He's he's the de- the Dion Waiters award. He is he's coming in and, and hitting five threes in twenty in fifteen yes. minutes. You know, like he is just yes. coming in and he he crushes. He was there was not a he scene crushes. that he was in that he wasn't throwing hundred miles an hour. You know, but I would say I would love I would to say see him similar. later. In another Marvel film. I would love to see the character more. Absolutely. I just don't know if that character can carry a whole movie. But I will say this. I'm willing to be wrong. I didn't think I would like Black Widow when they announced that that was going to be a standalone film. Just because I was like, where do they go with it? And there's so much that I would love to dig into, but it's all spoiler territory. Um, You know, I 
I know people didn't like necessarily. Once you see this film, you'll know what I'm talking about, what they did with Taskmaster. I thought it was really cool. I, I thought that was a great way to handle that. I I loved everything they did about this movie. I thought it was very adept, very adroit. And I love that it exists in the pantheon of movies in between a period that's already occurred. So we know what happens before. We know what happens after. But they were like, we're going to fill in the gaps for you. Yeah. And I think that is maybe not a Red Guardian movie in the future, but I do think that is a pathway forward for Marvel to continue to use some people that we think may be gone forever. Maybe just give them another show like everyone's getting on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> and, I mean, the, their biggest superpower as a franchise is they cast so freaking well. <laughs> you almost cussed. I really wanted to say the F word right there. That's, I mean... David Harbour in this role, Rachel Weiss as just oh, like, she was great. She's she great. great. I mean, they just, they grab awesome actors and actresses for parts that are, which by the way, I, I do have to say this on Google. If you Google this movie in the cast, it shows Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. And he had like what? Five seconds, but it, it's not, he's not really in the movie. No, mm -hmm. I was the whole time. I was sitting there going, how's this going to work? Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, great movie. Definitely go check it out. What are we going to watch next week? You know what it comes out on Friday, don't you? I do. You want to watch it? It's time. No, it's not time. It's time. It's not time. It'll it's never time. be time. What's gosh, time I was sitting in the theater watching the preview again going, gosh, this is going to suck. What, what's it time for? Space Jam 2. We have to do it. You know, I'll Our be views. in New York this week. I wonder if I can try to figure out how to get to like the New York premiere. Oh. Yeah, a little bit All of right. Josh's secret sauce. Let's go. All right, it's happening. Um, I refuse. Let's go to music. Music. Famous friends. Two weeks at number one, Holy baby. There it is. Um, also got Billboard this week. So definitely something that I've been celebrating, talking about, and uh, actually announced it from stage. I got the confirmation Saturday night, right before I went on stage in North Dakota. Uh, shout out to everybody that was at that show. Crazy, beautiful weather. Um, just like absolutely perfect. It was like maybe 75 degrees when we went on. The just the sun starting to go down. Great crowd. They sang everything. Michael Ray opened, um, which was really, really cool. Friend of uh, Friend of the Pod. We ever had him on? No, nope. we haven't. We have We've on. talked we about it a million times, but we have to have should. him on. But he—it's uh, really funny. I got a, a really awkward photo of him side stage, like singing. <laughs> uh, I did not tell him that, so sorry, bud. <laughs> um, it was just great. It was—it was another great weekend to be out touring and singing and playing music. And obviously, that was why we were doing this today on a Sunday because I just got in, and um, it was fantastic. I loved it. I love every minute of it. I cannot wait for August 6th um, with the album dropping and everything else that is going to happen. Uh, we also <laughs> had a crazy, crazy video shoot, multi-day video shoot. Um, myself and Mitchell Tenpenny with a song called At the End of a Bar that's on the new record. Um, shot it downtown, and I remember walking out uh, it was a two-day shoot, 
It's the longest shoot I've ever had. I normally do everything in one day. And uh, walked out downtown, the end of Broadway, big stage, everything set up. And saw a bunch of people there early, but not a bunch of people. You know, there there were people, but I'm like, this is going to be interesting to shoot. <laughs> and by the time we got to the night where we were actually shooting the video, a few more showed up. Over fifteen thousand people at the end of Broadway. So uh, fifteen thousand people. Let's go. It was crazy. Yeah, it, was crazy it, was, it was awesome. It was crazy. Um, hey, thanks for a uh, little little quad. Uh, yeah, tune in. That that was awesome. Yeah, Thank you for that. we had a little. Uh, we we obviously had access. Uh, shout out to Brad Paisley, also a friend of the quad, mm-hmm. for letting me use the staging. That was part of the reason why we got to shoot all that stuff down there and have that big ass video. Oh, whoops. Um, <laughs> now nah, leave it in that big ass video wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was very excited, man. This was a really, really big deal. It's the most money I've ever spent on a video. I think you guys are going to love it. And it was something that was really, really cool, which, you know, case in point, everybody was trying to figure out why I sent a text-based message on my Instagram, um, that said, if, if you don't like me playing a free show downtown, everybody's like, what happened? Who hurt you? There's somebody complaining as they always do in the Instagram comments, saying you said show up at seven you didn't play it's like we played at eight we filmed the video at seven mm-hmm. i'd said it was gonna be a video shoot and i was gonna play music like what do you want play for free <laughs> i don't i don't know what you wanted out of this but um they can have the over, refund That's overwhelming fine. yeah overwhelmingly <laughs> i love you too <laughs> overwhelmingly aggressively showing me love from the crowd and i cannot tell you guys how much that meant to me, how much it meant to Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Dude, he, he like beelined over to me as soon as we got done shooting the video before I played some music for everybody. It was like, dude, that was wild. And it was. I, I really don't. I haven't even seen an edit because I don't want to see it until it's almost done. It was so cool. Far and away, the biggest reaction I've ever had from a crowd just showing up, not knowing a song. Uh, I, this is this is why I put the text message the other day. One, I knew people were going to look at it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. I knew it was going to get attention. But two, I mean this from my heart, for anybody listening to this right now. It was amazing. And just feeling that on stage when you're playing a song that no one knows and you guys are learning it from me letting you hear it four or five times and we're doing multiple passes and it's hot. It was hot outside, man. People are throwing their hands in the air and waving them from side to side, filming this thing. That's one of the happiest moments I've ever had. And, uh, no one had to show up for that. If it had just been like five or six people, it would have been like, well, we just told them they could if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I don't think anyone will realize how grateful I am because there's no real way to explain it. Like this is just me and Mitchell. Hey, we're going to make a, a video. If you want to show up, show up. And it, would you it was say, incredible. would you say it was one of them nights you'll never forget? Uh, well, because there's a lot of people who didn't understand, like when you're making a video, especially a music video, you have to do it over and over and over. So even by the, like, the eighth time that y'all did it, everyone still the same energy the entire time. It looked amazing. It was wild. It was wild. And timing wise, dude. I mean, just, what a cool last 10 days, right? 
Yeah. You I know? mean, the last 10 days is find out Famous Friends is number one. Shoot the video for At the End of a Bar, which is a two-day shoot downtown with 15,000 plus and then at a couple local bars with me and Mitchell and some, there's a surprise guest in one of the shots. And I had like, you know, my band is Keo Stroud playing drums. Who's been a buddy for a long time. And Dan Kenzer playing guitar. And actually my tour manager, um, playing bass. Cause he's a bass player. I just being able to do so many different things. That was really fun. And then rolling right into this weekend, having North Dakota, having a sea of people enjoying themselves, listening to music again, and uh, going right in to be able to celebrate multi week number week. one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a good week and a half. I know I'm talking way, about myself a lot, but I'm excited. Nah, and then man. we just get this as like a ramp up all the way to the album being out on the sixth of August. And I, I'm incredibly blessed and incredibly humbled. And um, just thank you and I love you to everybody and you guys too. Like y'all are letting me sit here talk about my music on our podcast. So. Breaking news, uh, the Bucks won 120 to 100. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Good. Way to free to wait. <laughs> Way to really just shoot that horse right let's, there. <laughs> let's go to the hot take. We don't need to do anything else. Let's just go. Hot take! Oh, man. All right. So last week, by the way, who won? Titanic. Titanic won. Not surprised. Most popular movie. Yeah, I I kind of figured that was going to be what it was. Whose movie was that? This guy. Oh. All right. Let's see if we can go two weeks in a row. Back to back. I've got something to counteract yours this week. You might. Can I go first? You sure can. Ladies and gentlemen, last week for the hot take, we did the worst twist ending of a movie of all time. Doesn't necessarily have to be like an abrupt twist, like a reveal. But more just, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Obviously, Titanic, big one. Not not going to argue. Nope. I, I still think Inception for me is... I, I've watched Titanic once, ever. Mm-hmm. It's not... It's too long. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I get it that it's beautifully shot. It was interesting that there was both Leo <laughs> movies in the final. It was Inception yeah. versus Titanic. Yeah. Um, so we, and, hate, we hate how Leo movies end. And actually... <laughs> I, I will say this. I almost picked for this week. Inception again. No. <laughs> uh, although that would be like full Inception. You <laughs> Dream within a dream. Um, I almost went with a Leonardo DiCaprio film that's newer because the best twist at the end of a movie I've seen recently, if you've seen it, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But it's very violent, <laughs> and there's no way that's going to get picked. And also, I, I have to go back in time a little bit. Have we ever talked about that movie on the podcast yet? We haven't. So you want to we'll do, do it that in, at a some point. Weeks, in a couple we, weeks? We should do that in a couple weeks. I like that idea. Mark that down. Okay. Um, for me, if I'm going to pick a movie that I think just this crazy twist ending is one of the best twist endings of all time. I have to go back before I was born. I have to go back to 1980. Rated PG. Now you're in your brain, aren't you? Sci-fi action movie. Two hours and seven minutes. 
exactly the same on Rotten Tomatoes as it is on Google. 94%. One of arguably the best movies of all time. And one of the most misquoted. We've talked about this before. Star Wars? The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's how it does. Uh, yeah, let's go! The Empire Strikes Back. And it is where Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, looks at Luke Skywalker and Luke. says, Luke, I am your father. That is not what he says. That is that not, is, that that is is not what, what he says. says. We talked about this earlier in the when podcast. We talked about this. He goes, With no. Man- Mandela effect, right? I am your father. Yep. Yes. He does not say, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father. I would like, actually, I think another good hot take is the most, well, maybe not a hot take, because it's just discussion, most misquoted movies, because there's a lot of them out there. We've already done this. <laughs> you should maybe listen Ryan to our is, podcast. Ryan is pre-gaming <laughs> the hell out of tomorrow. What is happening with you right now? I need some sleep. I need some sleep. <laughs> it's been a long week for Ryan. Um, yeah, let's go with yours next. Me? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Sixth Sense. The ending of The Sixth Sense, to me, is one of the best twisted endings to a movie ever. That he sees dead people. Because, is this a spoiler, there, by the way? No, I mean, no, no. We've also talked about this on the podcast before. I did. To me, he's dead. I, he's dead. Dude, to me, I told you, my mom ruined the end of this for me. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about this. To me, are you okay, Ryan? Yeah. How many of those seltzers have you had? A couple. <laughs> I I totally get where you're coming from. I I think it's one of the better twists to an ending of a movie. That was the time. last M Night movie where I was like, "Wow, that came out of nowhere." Um, like maybe Signs. Uh, I thought but Signs was sign, a little too fast. Signs I felt was a little bit rift off of War of the Worlds. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that was that was like right? Alien versus Predator kind of feel. It was what, just a little what, too bad. What? <laughs> Have you ever seen Alien vs. Predator? Yeah, yeah. It just felt that. It just kind of felt that way. Like, oh, this gosh, is. Ladies right. and gentlemen, welcome to Pod After Dark. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, okay. You want me to- okay. Empire Strikes I will Back. Crack another I feel one. like you can't even touch that. So, um, Bear, what you got? Well, it's actually kind of funny because it was Empire Strikes Back. Oh! <laughs> All right. Are you serious? I am serious. I love this. I, I had this conversation on my bus. My drummer, Monty Bradford, who is a huge Star Wars fan, made a point to be like, you can't get any better than The Empire Strikes Back. And my tour manager said that when he had walked out of the movie um, in 1980, he's, he's older. He said that he walked out and said the, the quote to the end of a line of people. And ruined it for him. I'm like, you're what a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> that is a horrible thing to do. Um, and then he goes, I'm just kidding. But I was, I, for a minute, I thought he was serious. I got really upset. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Empire Strikes no, Back. Because I, I was, and I was looking through a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, there's so many good movies, like, I have to remind myself. And then the second I saw it, I, I said, nope, that's it. All right. I, I've, got, I've got another one that we can add in there. I like bonus. Let's give our bonus ones. I got another bonus but, one. But hang on. You, you go first, because I want to hear what yours is, Josh. So we're going to go back to 1995, an incredible Kevin Spacey movie called The Usual Suspects, where they are searching for Kaiser Sose the entire movie. And at the very last 30 seconds of the movie, 
Kevin Spacey, who's been walking with a limp the entire time, straightens out his strut, walks right out of there, and you realize that he was Kaiser Sose the entire time. And that was an incredible ending to a movie. Well, I'm so glad that I went in the poll this week. Uh, <laughs> do we want to put in a fourth just for fun? Bonus. Sure. Bonus. 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 Inception. Seven. <laughs> Seven. I figured that. What's in the box? What's in the box? I got Saw. How about Jigsaw being in the room at the end? That's another good one. Uh, the original Saw is pretty good. Um, do we want to pick like a an all quad pick? So everybody give one, and then that'll be the fourth. So we all win. Oh, I don't like no, that. No. Then you get two weeks. Yeah. That, if that one wins, yeah. you get two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I don't want this. Hell yeah. All right. So Empire Strikes Back. Usual suspects. Six cents. Seven. That's the four. All right. I'm fine with that. Cool. Cool, cool. Vote for usual suspects. Um, if seven wins, uh, <laughs> technically, I believe that would be Stacey O'Neill. Perfect. All right, we'll give Stacy a dub. That would we'll be his Stacey pick. Dub. Perfect. So we got those four films. Make sure you guys vote. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening to the Quad with Chris Young. I'm Chris from my buddies Ryan in Miami, producer Josh, and Haley the Bear. Love you all so much. Thank you for two weeks at number one, and we're out. honestly blame this Smirnoff ice. Like, I think this thing got to me pretty good in this episode. <laughs> Dude, you asked two things that we've already talked about. And normally, sometimes I have to look at you guys and be like, we discussed this before? And by the way, you know what's great? When the podcast has been around long enough that we have to we have ask, to have like, we done this Did before? we do this? Yeah. Hey, I think I'm pretty good at remembering, because I always go back and find it. <laughs> I do. Wait a minute. Did you just say you're good at remembering? I'm good at remembering <laughs> stuff from the podcast, at least. And spelling. But not that you ordered Taco Bell and then forgot to get it. <laughs> I fell asleep. There's a difference. Uh-huh. Or the pizza you left in the oven, too. I fell asleep. Those are differences. Good at remembering. <laughs>